Good morning. Let's see, today is June the 19th. <clears throat> God bless you guys. Today's Friday. Um, let me get my notes up here real quick. We're going to be in Acts uh, chapter number 8, and we're just going to read over verses 11 through 12, and then work our way down. See how far we get in the next 10 to 15 minutes. I really want to keep these short. Uh, the whole plan is to every day, Monday through Friday, go over a portion of scripture and then on Sunday morning just put it all together and uh, and summarize it if you will so that's the whole point so I'm, I'm enjoying it doing it that way I hope you are too good morning brother um, let's see Acts chapter number 8 uh, verse 11 Acts chapter 8 verse 11 and to him they, they had regard, because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. And of course this is talking about Simon the sorcerer. But when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So last time we were together, we were talking about, is there a difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God? I'm still studying that. Um... I was looking at a source online, just an article caught my eye. It's by a brother named uh, Michael Pearl. Uh, he has a ministry called uh, No Greater Joy, uh, NoGreaterJoy.org. So um, check that out. Um, he's got some articles on the difference, in his opinion, between um, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. And uh, in summary, basically what he says is there are many that believe the kingdom of God belongs to the church and the kingdom of heaven belongs to the nation of Israel. Uh, the kingdoms are different, containing different subjects, and will only meet in the millennial reign of Christ on earth. So, um, so um, but anyway, just pretty interesting. I've never heard him before, but he obviously... Um, engages in rightly dividing um so uh, i'm still reading something that he's writing right now i got an article that i saved um um and i'll uh let me see he's got a no he didn't say it there he had something that he said but i'm gonna read it you know we're all growing we're all studying so um i just started uh I haven't heard him yet, but I've been reading the articles, and I just started yesterday. So, but anyway, and then of course others will contend um, that you know they're one and the same because the words are used interchangeably throughout the Gospels. So again, that's a subject of study for all of us. Uh, now, notice in verse number thirteen. Then Simon himself believed also, and he was baptized. He continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and the signs which were done. So notice that Simon was drawn to the miracles. Uh, why? But, well, two reasons. Number one, it was his shtick. I mean, that's what he did. Uh, he was known as the great power of God. He was drawn to the, to the miracles and the signs. It was something that he uh, supposedly participated in, certainly something that he wanted. And then the second reason, uh, that was the whole purpose of the miracles and the signs, if you would, to create an audience. And we've talked about that. Um, the apostles, you know, through their apostolic ministry as a fulfillment of Joel 2.28, would 
use miracles and signs as a way to draw an audience so that they could give them the king gospel of the kingdom. Um, and of course, uh, you know, there's verses the Jews demand a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom. That's why they are called the sign gifts. The sign gifts were given out at Pentecost for the nation of Israel. Uh, so two reasons that, uh, that Simon was obviously drawn to this. And then in verse number 14, now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, of course, Philip had been up there. He was the one preaching. They had responded to the word of God. So the apostles heard about it back in Jerusalem. Uh, they sent Peter and John, um, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Notice the Holy, the Holy Ghost is given uh, the masculine pronoun, he. The Holy Ghost is the third person of the triune Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Now this is a very interesting portion of scripture. Good morning, Judy. God bless you, sister. Um, the apostles are still at Jerusalem, and we've talked about why they were still at Jerusalem. Um, Jerusalem had not yet been converted yet. Um, they were preaching the gospel in Jerusalem, and once the Jewish nation, the leaders were all there, would have repented and been baptized, then the gospel would have spread out beyond Jerusalem. So the apostles were waiting excuse me, for that to happen. And we talked about that in one of our previous studies as to why they stayed and did not go and how people today will accuse them of being disobedient. Now, they were not disobedient. They were waiting for Jerusalem to repent. And we talked about that. So <clears throat> the apostles are still at Jerusalem. They received the word that Samaria had received the word of God. And, of course, the Word of God, this term's been used a few times here in the book of Acts. It is referring to the gospel of the kingdom. Um, <clears throat> in response, they sent Peter and John to see what was going on. And upon confirmation, once they arrived there, there they prayed that the new believers might receive the Holy Ghost. So the question is, why? Uh, why, why did these people need to be prayed over? by the apostles themselves when no one else was. I mean, Peter's entire message, you know, when at Pentecost, when they said, what must we do? He said, repent and be baptized and you will receive the Holy Ghost. Well, these guys apparently repented and were baptized under the preaching of Philip, but they didn't receive the Holy Ghost. I mean, what was going on here? Um, so, <clears throat> Why did God withhold the Holy Spirit from these baptized Samaritans until Peter and John came down? Well, I believe that it goes back to John. Uh, John chapter 14, uh, verses 15 through 20 um, is where we can start the rabbit trail, if you will. Um, when Jesus is speaking to the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, and if you read the text, John 4:15, um, the woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. 
And Jesus saith, saith unto her, Go call thy husband, and come hither. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, Thou hast, hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou hast now is not thy husband. <laughs> In that saidest thou truly. And the woman said, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. This is where it turns. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And of course, Jesus goes on and says, Woman, believe me, the hour comes. comes. So, But the point is that she believed that the place of worship was not Jerusalem. Um, and I think that's interesting because... <clears throat> Um, she drew no distinction in regards to the importance of Jerusalem. And historically, the reason behind this was, was what had happened many years earlier when the nation of Israel was divided between the northern kingdoms and the southern kingdoms under Rehoboam and Jeroboam. You see, after King Solomon had died, the kingdom was divided. Uh, those in the northern kingdom were under Jeroboam. And Jeroboam, out of fear that they would go back into Jerusalem and get pulled back down into the southern kingdom of Judah, established its own uh, system of worship in the north. And we find that in 1 Kings <clears throat> chapter number 12. In 1 Kings chapter number 12, And Jeroboam built Shechem in Mount Ephraim, and dwelt therein, and went out from thence, and built Penuel. Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now shall the, the kingdom return to the house of David. <clears throat> if this people go up to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people turn again, turn again unto their Lord even unto Rehoboam, the king of Judah, and they shall kill me and go again to Rehoboam, the king of Judah. So Jeroboam was in fear that after the kingdom was divided, he did not want the people to make a pilgrimage back down into Jerusalem. And bear in mind, this is what's going through this Samaritan woman's head while she's at the well speaking to, to Jesus. And then in verse 28 of 1 Kings chapter 12, Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And he set one in Bethel, and the other put he in Dan. And this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before the one even unto Dan. And he made a house of high places and made priests of the lowest of the people, which were not the sons of Levi, and Jeroboam ordained a feast in the eighth month and the fifteenth day of the month, like unto the feast that was in Judah. And he offered upon the altar. So did he in Bethel, sacrificing unto the calves that he had made. And he placed in Bethel the priest of the high places which he had made. So, um, I believe that is the background of why the woman at the well uh, said to Jesus, our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place that men ought to worship. So, <clears throat> I believe 
that Peter, that the whole event about the Samaritans understanding that Jerusalem was where they were to, I believe that the whole event was about showing the Samaritans that Jerusalem was where the temple of God was. Um, Jerusalem was the headquarters for the future kingdom of heaven, not Samaria. And I believe that Peter had to be involved in this event because you'll remember back in Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bound on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Peter had to be involved to show these Samaritans that Jerusalem was where the true temple of God was. Um... So another point that needs to be made in regards to this event is that this event contradicts how God works today in the body of Christ. In the body of Christ today, you believe and it's followed by an immediate indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now these passages alone demonstrate that that was not what happened here at all. They were obviously operating under a different paradigm, if you will. Instead, these people believed, these Samaritans, they were baptized, but still had not yet received the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, it would be days, if not weeks, since they believed, or they, they believed and were baptized. And of course, we say believed and were baptized. They repented and were baptized, but still had not received the Holy Spirit. It would not be until Peter and John showed up. And again, we mention why. Because Samaria needed to understand that Jerusalem was the place of true worship of God and not Samaria. So obviously, something unique was going on here. I mean, Peter had said, repent, be baptized, you will receive the Holy Spirit. Today, belief is followed by immediate filling of the Holy Spirit without baptism. So this is obviously something very unique, and the question is why? And I believe I've just answered that. Samaria needed to understand that Jerusalem was going to be the capital of the kingdom of heaven. Now, notice in verse number 18, we've got just a few minutes here. Uh, and when Simon saw that, through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay my hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Um, now, this is where the word simony comes from. Um, simony, by definition, is the buying or selling of a church office. Um, Simon was basically trying to purchase apostleship. Simon wanted to be able to do what only the apostles were able to do. Um, now, I believe today, number one, Simon could not have purchased this. It was given by God specifically to the apostles, and I do believe that they were apostles, and I do not believe that there are B apostles or C apostles. I believe that the apostolic office is closed. 
um, there are no apostles today. Now, certainly there are people who do the work of an apostle, and I believe these we would call missionaries. They were church planters. They are church planters. They're taking the gospel out to people who've never heard, uh, but they are not apostles. Um, notice back up in verse number 13 that Simon, and this is where I'll close, Simon had already been baptized at the hands of Philip. But the question is, was he truly converted? Um, I don't think so. Um, Simon had an ulterior motive for what he was doing. Um, he wanted apostolic authority. And I find it interesting that the modern church is still seeking apostolic authority and power. Um, the modern church will never receive apostolic authority and power because apostolic authority and power was only given to the kingdom church. Um, so it's interesting. So that's about 10 minutes that we've been together today. And uh, next time we get together will be Sunday morning. Uh, I've started doing that at 9 o'clock. So Sunday morning, 9 o'clock. And we're going to use this format that we've been using uh, simply because it's just a much better and a solid connection as far as being able to do a live uh, Facebook broadcast. So, well, God bless you guys. Hope that you had a great week and you have a good Friday and a great weekend. And it's good to have you. And I'd encourage you, study that Michael Pearl. Um, I'm going to be reading up on him in regards to the if there is a difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Some contend there is not. Uh, some contend there is. So uh, I've given you my thoughts on that. So let's read it together and let's learn together. Hope that you guys have a great weekend. And God bless you. Remember, he loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good. Talk to you guys later.